This podcast contains explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Creepy Cannabis Podcast, where we chat all things creepy, cannabis, true crime, paranormal, and weird. I'm Madeline. I'm Rachel. And today... Um, hi. <laughs> it's I. <laughs> okay, listen. Um, we're filming a couple episodes <laughs> in the same day since Maddie's moved, and... Um, I accidentally got entirely too high. Yeah. And I... So I was like, Maddie, I need you to do your other episode now. So I can now? sober up. <laughs> Why <didn't> even? <laughs> so. <clears throat> so here we are. So the strain for this episode is train wreck. <laughs> which That's pretty accurate. much accurately describes what this episode is about. A complete train wreck. Um, it's a combination of two sativas, Mexican and Thai strains, and then an indica Afghani. This strain is, ma- like, again, mainly sativa dominant, but it, um, is very good for relieving PTSD and stress, and you can comfortably smoke it throughout the day, even though it has a pretty high potency because of... The mental stimulation. I see. And euphoria. That sounds like something I would like. <clears throat> so, that's train wreck. <laughs> it sounds lovely for <laughs> being called a train wreck. Yeah. Um, but today we're talking about the Stanford Prison Experiment, which was an absolute fucking train wreck. I don't know that much about this either. In not a good way. <laughs> because sometimes I like to try and be surprised about like the cases you do. <clears throat> It was basically a social psychological experiment in seeing how people respond to figures of authority. Ew. In, you know, like a prison setting. Like, why do you need that information? I don't know. It was the 70s. We can't keep thinking the decades. It's the 70s. They were fucked up back then. Oh my god. Um... But yeah, it was a study where college students became either prisoners or guards in a simulated prison environment, and it was funded by the U.S. Office of Naval Research and took place at Stanford University, August 1971. Ew. The first year of the 70s. So it was... (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. (laughs) I just, like, you're really coming out with some bangers today that I wasn't prepared for. So it was intended, or they said, that they were studying the effect of role-playing, labeling, and social expectations on behavior over a period of two weeks. However, mistreatment of prisoners escalated so alarmingly fast that the principal investigator, Philip Zimbardo, he had to terminate the experiment after only six days. Ew! Men are so dumb. 
I'm sorry, guys. You're not bad. It's just... And in fact, it was only men involved in the study. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Why is that so accurate? Listen, I don't make the facts of the cases, okay? They just are. Um, So more than 70 young men (laughs) responded to an advertisement about a psychological study of prison life. And experimenters selected 24 applicants who were judged to be physically and mentally healthy and they paid them $15 a day (laughs) and they were divided randomly into equal numbers of guards and prisoners guards were ordered not to physically abuse prisoners and were issued mirrored sunglasses that prevented any eye contact It's not funny. It's sad that this is what our government is spending our hard hard earned dollars on. Like fucking Terminator style sunglasses for a bunch of douche wagons that want Okay. Okay, it's fine. So it's okay if they want to dress up as little toy soldiers and prisoners, but if you're okay. If your kid wants to just like, I don't know, express themselves, that's not cool. No. Proceed. I need to take a step back. I'm gonna sit back and just listen for the government guys and recover. <laughs> So the prisoners were, quote-unquote, arrested by actual police and handed over to the experimenters in a mock prison in the basement of a campus building. So the prisoners were then subjected to um, simulate the environment of real prison life. So in keeping with his intention to create a very, well, basically an atmosphere of oppression, which is what it became, Everyone was uh, made to wear a uniform and carry a chain padlocked around one ankle. All participants were observed and videotaped by the experimenters. So weird. Mm-hmm. His interested, um, Zimbardo and his colleagues wanted to find out whether the brutality, like, reported among guards in American prisons was due to, like, the sadistic personality of the guard or had more to do with the prison environment. Mm, I see. Okay. So, for example, prisoners and guards have many different personalities that make conflict conflict inevitable, um, with prisoners lacking respect for the law and guards being um, domineering and aggressive in many instances. So, alternatively, prisoners and guards may behave in a hostile manner due to the like rigid power structure of the social environment in prisons, because of, obviously, it being a prison. <laughs> Wait, didn't you just say that they, they weren't allowed to do harm, but now they have to do harm because of the environment? Well, they're not allowed to, but they do. They behave in a hostile manner. Okay. All right. Typically, prisoners. Seems worth and it. And guards. Okay. Um, okay. You good? Yeah. I lost my space for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. So, they basically used ID numbers as a way to make the prisoners feel anonymous. Each prisoner had to be called by only his ID number and could only refer to himself and the other other prisoners by number. And when they arrived at the quote-unquote prison, they were stripped naked, deloused, had all of their personal possessions removed and locked away. They were given prison clothes and bedding and they were issued a uniform like i said their 
clothes were basically a smock with just a number written on it, no underclothes. They had a tight nylon cap to cover their hair and locked a chain around one ankle, like I said. But they can't have underwear? No, I guess not. Okay. All guards were dressed in identical uniforms of khaki and carried a whistle, a whistle around their neck and a billy club borrowed from the police. No. Guards were also skeptical. Oh, they... <laughs> <laughs> Guards wore special sunglasses, um, again, so that they could not make eye contact with the prisoners at any point, which is super weird. That's so weird. I guess it's just dehumanizing. They just wanted to have shiny stuff. The guards worked shifts of eight hours each. Um, they were instructed to do whatever they thought was necessary to maintain law and order in the prison and to command the respect of the prisoners. <laughs> but no physical violence was permitted. Oh, Okay. So then he basically, Zimbardo, was just observing the behavior and um, also acted as the prison warden. So everybody's just playing dress up. Yes. Um, within hours of beginning the experiment, some guards began to harass the prisoners. At 2.30 a.m., prisoners were awakened from sleep by blasting whistles for the first of many counts. The counts served as a way to familiarize the prisoners with their numbers. More importantly, they provided regular occasion for the guards to exercise control over the prisoners. No, you're just torturing people while mm -hmm, they're sleeping. Mm -hmm. They soon adopted, uh, the prisoners soon adopted prisoner-like behavior as well. They talked about prison issues a great deal of the time, and they told <laughs> tales on each other to the other guards. <laughs> they started taking the prison rules very seriously as though they were there for the prisoners' benefit, and infringement would spell disaster for any of them. <laughs> <laughs> some even began siding with the guards against prisoners who did not obey the rules no, no. Oh. a bunch of fucking tattletales playing dress up no. <laughs> um, they were taunted with insults and petty orders and they were given pointless and boring tasks to accomplish and basically overall generally being dehumanized by the guards um Push-ups were a common form of physical punishment imposed by the guards. One of the guards would step on the prisoners' backs while they did push-ups or make other prisoners sit on the backs of them, The you know, like their fellow prisoners while they were doing push-ups. That doesn't seem feasible because I'll just let you know that if I can't do a push-up, oh, I can't happening. do a push-up. So it's we're not just, happening. You know, if you just want to stand on me, that's fine. But like, If I, you'd like to stand on my lifeless corpse, <laughs> please go I'm ahead. Not, I'm not pushing anything like, no. <laughs> So. There will be nothing raised today. <laughs> <laughs> levitation will not be happening. I don't know why I went to levitation. I'm so fucking high. Guys. I fucked up. I fucked up so hard. I'm having the time of my life, though. <laughs> We're just, like, sipping Starbucks, being so fucking basic. Starbies. Mm. And we had a croissant. No, not a croissant. But a cheese Danish. Cheese Danish. <laughs> <laughs> a croissant. <laughs> I'm not even going to embarrass myself. <laughs> At least you can get it out. I'd be like, croissant. Croissant. <laughs> I want to go to France again. <clears throat> I want to go anywhere. <sighs> anywhere. I need a massage. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, because the first day passed relatively without incident, if that's how you would describe it, the guards were surprised and totally unprepared for the rebellion, which broke out the following morning. 
I'm gonna be like, babe. And he's gonna be like, yeah, babe. And I'm gonna be like, the rebellion. <laughs> <laughs> and then just start popping off at the mouth of my bullshit. The rebellion. Uh, I'm dead. During the second day of the experiment, the prisoners removed their stocking caps. <laughs> Their stocking caps ripped off their numbers and barricaded them. They barricaded themselves inside the cells by putting their beds up against the door. I'm not gonna be able to make it this episode. <laughs> this is the best shit I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> the guards had to call in reinforcements. who are waiting on standby duty to come in for the night shift. No, I didn't call their friends. Oh. oh by using a fire extinguisher which shot a stream of skin-chilling carbon dioxide that forced the prisoners away from the door. No. Not killing. Chilling. Just killing. <laughs> chilling. Okay. Let me find Skin my chilling. Skin chilling. Chin chilling. <laughs> okay. I'm ready. Uh-huh. <laughs> to which point they took all of them out of their cells, stripped them naked, and took the beds out. <sighs> the ringleaders of the prisoner rebellion were placed into solitary solitary confinement. After this, the guards generally began to harass and, and intimidate the prisoners going forward. And this was day two. Need you? Need I remind you? It was supposed to be two weeks. <laughs> this, you know, what this reminds me of you know the song that's always trending on TikTok, the one hundred tampons. <laughs> this is like the next song. So quick. Oh, I mean, Jesus. just so quick. They thought these boys could be big boys and they could. Can not. I have the lighter? Oh, yes. And do you, do you need this? I mean, I was just using my lid. Oh, okay. As an ashtray. Okay. Oh, it hurts. Okay. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> so. One of, th- one of the three cells was designated as a privilege cell, and the three prisoners least involved in the rebellion were given special privileges. Jesus. The guards gave them back their uniforms and beds and allowed them to wash their hair and brush their teeth. Oh, okay. Okay. So the special privilege room. They also got to eat special food in the presence of the other prisoners who had temporarily lost the ability to eat. Can we talk about the fact that over 10 minutes ago I texted Sean to say, hey babe, if you get any food, let me know because I'm starving. And he has yet to reply. Wow. I mean, in the beginning it was instant replies. (laughs) Now, I gotta wait like a whole 60 seconds like a peasant. I mean. I'm sorry. I just realized I was really hungry. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I realized I was sad because... I understand. He went to bed. That's what that means. Yes, he's asleep on the couch. Because got picked up right when we started filming. He's he was asleep like, on the couch, for sure. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. My snack attack got in the way. Please proceed. 
<clears throat> they were in the fi- they were eating special food. Yeah. That's Excuse douchey. me while I burp incessantly. All right. Um, over the next few days, the relationships between the guards and the prisoners obviously got much in- worse increasingly. <laughs> um, the guards were firmly in control, and the prisoners were totally dependent on them for everything. As they became more dependent, the guards became more um, derisive towards them, and they held them in contempt and let them basically know how much they sucked. <laughs> oh. How mean. I know. And basically, like, over such a short period of time, the prisoners just became more and more submissive, the guards became more and more aggressive and assertive, and they demanded greater obedience <clears throat> over time. Again, this lasted six days. Like, that's all it took. And the, the prisoners were dependent on the guards for everything, so they kept trying to find ways to please them by, like, telling on fellow prisoners and all this fucking shit. Jesus. So, <clears throat> one of the prisoners, uh, prisoner 8612. Okay, 8612, got mm-hmm. it. Less than 36 hours into the experiment, um, he began suffering from acute emotional disturbance disorganized thinking uncontrollable crying and rage um after meeting with the guards where they told him he was weak but offered him informant status (laughs) he returned to the other prisoners and said you can't leave you can't quit soon he began to act crazy uh scream curse and go into a rage that seemed out of control it wasn't until this point that psychologists realized they had to let him out or it wasn't until that point that they realized they had to let him out. <clears throat> that I mean, screaming in a fit of rage. Um, after that, the guards held a visiting hour for parents and friends. Um, they were worried that the, the parents, that when the parents saw the state of the jail, they may insist, insist on taking their children home. So the guards washed them, had them clean and polish their cells, fed them a big dinner, and played them music on the intercom. After Fucking the- fake ass <clears throat> bitches. I know. After the visit, uh, rumors spread of a mass escape plan. <laughs> <laughs> Afraid that they would lose the prisoners, the guards, and experimenters who are, by the way, like, um, what's it called? With I can do it. The Truman Show. It's like the Truman Show with these bitches just watching all this shit taking place from the cameras. That's creepy. And just creepily watching. It's like Cabin in the Woods. Mm-hmm. I've seen that one. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. So good. Um, <clears throat> worried that they would escape, they enlisted the help um, of the Palo Alto Police Department. The guards, again, escalated the level of harassment, forcing them to do menial, repetitive work, such as cleaning toilets with their bare hands. Ew. What assholes. I know. It's just rude. It's so rude. <clears throat> so, then... Um, Philip Zimbardo invited a Catholic priest who had been a prison chaplain to evaluate how realistic the prison situation was. Half of the prisoners introduced themselves by their number rather than name, and he interviewed each of them individually. The priest told them the only way they would get out was with the help of a lawyer. What? Yikes. This is too far. Prisoner number 819... Um, eventually, while talking to the priests, this prisoner broke down and began to cry hysterically. Just two previously released prisoners, oh, just like two previously released prisoners had, 
Um, the psychologist removed the chain from his foot and told him to go and get rest in a room that was adjacent to the prison yard. They told him they would get him food and then take him to see a doctor. Mm. While this was going on, one of the guards lined up the other prisoners and had them chant aloud. <clears throat> Quote, prisoner 819 is a bad prisoner because of what prisoner 819 did. My cell is a mess. Something. That's weird. Maybe they're intending to, like, destroy their cells. Like, I don't the guards know. to punish them. But then that prisoner could hear the chanting, and when they went back in the room, he was just lying on the floor, like, sobbing uncontrollably. It's not funny. It's just, like, what a bizarre... It's like fucking... Okay, proceed. And then they tried to get him to leave the experiment, but he said he couldn't because the other label... The other... The others had labeled him a bad prisoner. It only took six days to give somebody yeah. Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. I can't. Where did you find these stories? <laughs> the internet. They're so... It's <laughs> <laughs> like, bitch, I googled it. Um, it's wild. So... Basically, like I said, he had intended for this experiment to last two weeks, but on the sixth day, it had to be terminated due to the emotional breakdowns of prisoners and excessive aggression on the guard's behalf. Um, Christina, a recent Stanford PhD brought in to conduct interviews with the guards and prisoners, strongly objected when she saw the prisoners being abused by the guards. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Christina. She said, it's terrible what you're doing to these boys. Out of 50 or more outsiders who had seen our prison, she was the only one who ever questions its, questions its morality, said well, Zimbardo. She was a woman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yet again, <clears throat> don't kill the messenger. <clears throat> and, and Zimbardo, who's an absolute crackhead, later said, it wasn't until much later that I realized how far into my prison role I was at this point. That I was thinking like a prison superintendent rather than a research psychologist. Bitch. Suck my dick. You knew what the fuck you were doing. Okay. Although, he's so dumb, maybe he didn't. He knew what he was doing. Um. Yeah, so basically, very controversial. Very controversial experiment, obviously. Can't imagine one. Super unethical for many reasons <laughs> also like you just signed up and like happened to get the prisoner one mm -hmm. like, oh i know oh you didn't even get to choose i know and it revealed how readily people will conform to social roles that they are expected to play especially if the roles are strongly stereotyped like prison guards and because they were in a position of authority they got to act in ways they would not usually be able to in their normal lives <clears throat> which people once they get in that position they sometimes lose control it's fucking horrible i know and yeah basically the prison environment was a huge factor in making these <clears throat> men behave in such brutal ways which supposedly none of the participant acted like none of the participants had any sadistic tendencies before the study why was the study even done though when that we proceeded to then do nothing to change the prison system after confirming <laughs> via this experiment that they had to do. Mm -hmm. Am I overthinking it? Because I'm high. No. You're... <clears throat> Just dropping facts? 
Yeah. Okay. I mean, does the U.S. government ever do anything if they don't have to? Except for... They make a lot of money. Spend a lot of money on unnecessary dumbass experiments. They make a lot of money in the prison industrial system because of private prisons. You know, I just, I'm at the stage where I'm like, 50% 50% of the time, I'll open my eyes and have to deal with the bullshit. The other 50% of the time, I'm like, no, just close it off. Mm-hmm. Think about Hannah Montana, fucking Lizzie McGuire. Go back to the good old days of striped tips. Mm-hmm. Before any of us knew that Lance was gay and we thought we still had a shot. <laughs> like, the good old days. God bless. Oh, my God. When we thought Ja Rule was a good rapper. Mm-hmm. Mm. R.I.P. Oh my god, and the layers, the layers, and the glitter, and the outfits, the crazy hats and the scarves, and don't and the even t-shirts under else. t-shirts. Oh my god, and all the shit you had to have to be cool. I remember that I have this picture of me somewhere, and I'm literally five years old, and I'm wearing Lisa Frank, fucking leggings, mm-hmm. some <clears throat> little house on the prairie shirt. I'm about to fucking go harvest some berries in the backyard. <laughs> I have a fucking donut bag. You know what I'm talking yes. about? The one that makes a full circle. Oh. Half goes down, half goes up. And a goddamn mullet. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow I still got a husband. Aww. So I just want you all to know there's still hope for you. Because. Mm, mm. You know how hard it is to come back from a fucking mullet? The years. The investment. The investment. The fucking hair trims. <laughs> so hard <laughs> you can't trim all the steps at once no no you just have to grow it out anyway that's beside <clears> the point <throat> i presume that is the end of the story nothing actually came of this and a bunch of people were traumatized yeah a lot of people were definitely traumatized i'm sure there was probably a lawsuit i didn't go that far <clears throat> i mean i'm just gonna choose the thing probably but like this is in all the like uh, psychology textbooks and all that shit you still learn about this and i'm like I've never even heard of this. Oh my god. Sometimes I'm like, I really need to start watching um, Bailey Sarian's Dark History podcast. Oh, that's good. Because I clearly don't know shit about shit. <laughs> so I guess I should get started on that series. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. Okay, I'm gonna go. Alright. Bye. Bye. Bye.